Hello, welcome to the Tuesday, June 14th, 2016 edition of the Sandsnet Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Washington, D.C. Samsung fixed a pretty simple and basic privilege escalation vulnerability in its software update that ships with Samsung laptops. The vulnerability here is a very typical privilege escalation vulnerability and a hacker can write to a directory that the update tool will use to load DLLs. So all the attacker has to do is plug a DLL with the right name into that directory and it will be loaded and executed on the next reboot as the system user. Whenever you have any process that runs as an elevated user, you have to make sure that other users can't modify the files this process uses. Has happened a lot, for example, with cron scripts on Unix systems as well that run as root but can be written or overwritten by a regular user. Entrend Micro is reporting how good old non-crypto ransomware is crossing over from smartphones to TVs. This type of ransomware has been around for a couple of years. The particular variant that Trend Micro is talking about is known as Flocker. And what essentially does is it locks your phone and makes it unusable unless you are paying up the ransom. Typically, this comes with a note claiming to be from some kind of law enforcement police organization that found out that you're performing illegal activity and as a result locked your phone unless you're paying the fine. So no files here are encrypted, but the phone becomes unusable unless you're doing a hard reset. Now, what happened recently according to Trend Micro is that they have seen this type of malware infect TVs that are running the Android operating system. No big surprise really here given if it's the same operating system, similar malware will of course work on these devices. So this is just a logic extension of this particular malware family. The Trend Micro report does include details on how to remove this particular malware and how to unlock your device. Isn't quite straightforward, so less technical users may be tempted to just the ransom instead. And Let's Encrypt did disclose email addresses of subscribers. Apparently what happened was that Let's Encrypt did send out email notifications of expiring certificates to subscribers but due to a bug in the script they used to send these emails up to 7,000 email addresses were prepended to the body of email so this wasn't one of those CC errors where it just carbon copy a lot of users on an individual email but a bug that actually added these email addresses to the body of the particular message that was sent. Fussing has become a real popular technique to find new and unexpected errors and security vulnerabilities in software. And in the last few years, it has become more and more mainstream. And with that, tools have become available that make setting up various test cases for fussing simpler and more approachable for a larger 
audience. There's an interesting blog post describing how to do fuzzing and as example, they're using Clam AV. Clam AV is an open source antivirus tool and with their fuzzing setup, they found two distinct vulnerabilities, some of which could lead to arbitrary code execution. In particular, the 7C, so the compression library was affected here. Compression, of course, tends to be one of the simpler targets for exploitation. A new version of Clam AV addressing these flaws was released a couple weeks ago, so you should definitely update because with this additional knowledge about these flaws, exploitation of the flaws will probably become somewhat easier. Well, and that's it for today. Thanks again to everybody who came to the panel today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.